The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss consumer preferences and the power of scarcity. Joining us is Dr. Mindy Weinstein, who is the founder and CEO of Market MindShift, which is a boutique digital marketing firm at the forefront of digital marketing methodology and solutions. Market MindShift has been helping local and large businesses across the United States and abroad increase their customer base and organic traffic since 2016. Yesterday, Mindy and I talked about how scarcity marketing affects consumer behavior, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about why the holidays actually offer stability. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Dr. Mindy Weinstein, the founder and CEO of Market MindShift. Mindy, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Oh, I'm so happy to be here again. Excited to have you back on the show. You know, I really enjoyed our conversation yesterday talking about scarcity if anybody missed that conversation, it's really fascinating stuff talking about the brain psychology, why people care so much about the amount of supply that is there and the feeling like they might miss out. It's an incredibly important factor for your marketing efforts, but it's a little tricky to communicate without being pushy. So with this idea that time, sometime time is a limiting factor, I want to talk to you a little bit about something that's on all of our mind these days. We're coming up on the holidays. And to me, this is a incredibly time-bound e-commerce-driven activities. And normally it drives half of us nuts because we're hanging out with our family. And as much as we love or hate them, we can't change them. Sometimes the holidays make people go nuts. Why are the holidays actually a time that provides stability? The thing about the holidays, and it really comes down to traditions, we all have our traditions that we do during the holidays, certain things that we do on Thanksgiving, certain things that we do during Hanukkah or Christmas. I mean, you name it as we go through all the holidays. And so one thing that we know from a research perspective is that as humans, we crave tradition because it produces a sense of stability and predictability. And I feel like whenever I say that, there's kind of like that huh, predictability. Well, no, I like to be spontaneous. Really, the way that our brains work, we do like some predictability. We want to be able to anticipate what's to come. 
So that's part of that stability is to have those traditions where these are the things that occur every year during this time. There can be some variations, but that's a huge part of where that stability comes from. I feel like that's just a life lesson in general. We thrive on routine, but we like the notion or the idea of being surprised. When it comes down to marketing, what are some of the ways that marketers should be thinking about approaching the holidays, knowing that they provide traditions, they're time bound, people like the stability? How much do you try to change your marketing efforts to surprise and delight as opposed to keep things exactly what your customers might expect? It's a matter of really combining the two, which I know is probably like the worst answer to give. Do both. <laughs> do both. Why do you have to choose one? No, but I will qualify that a little bit. So the thing is what we know from traditions, I already said stability and predictability, but that doesn't mean that every single Christmas you're buying the exact same presents. It's the same wrapping paper. You're doing this exact thing, but there's certain things to be expected. So just to give an example, some companies, what they'll do, and it is really part of marketing, what they'll do annual events. I think of Nordstrom. Nordstrom has their annual holiday shopping events and they invite a certain tier of customers, which by the way is scarcity because that's being exclusive, but that's a side note. But they'll invite a certain tier of membership and they bring them in every year and they have refreshments. They have certain specials that those customers can get a hold of. So it's a tradition in that it's the same every year that they're going to have this event. It's going to involve shopping. It's going to involve music. It's going to involve food. It's going to involve drinks. Yet what does change up is what are the specials that are offered this year? Are they going to do something a little bit different? Is it going to be you can bring friends? Is it going to be during the day versus the night? And so from a marketing perspective, you can have some things that are going to be what we would expect for the traditional holiday, but just bringing in something that's just slightly different or slightly new. So events, like I said, are a good example. So I'm going to throw a curveball at you here. Are you ready? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. Well, just swing. We think about the holiday traditions and from a marketing specifically, I'm thinking about e-commerce. We're all used to eating our turkey, stuffing us, pie, ice cream. What's the next thing we do? Run to Walmart, run to Target, put everything in our basket. We've got our Black Friday traditions where it used to be right after Thanksgiving. We would all get these massive sales with limited supply and it was a big rush. And over time, we've seen those traditions change. We now don't really have Black Friday. We've kind of got the month of November as universal sale month. And there's also Amazon Prime, which happens in like July. So why do you think if we thrive on the stability of the holiday time in e-commerce, are we seeing changes in terms of what we're used to with the e-commerce buying behavior and sort of how brands support that? So especially this current year, a lot of e-commerce companies are starting their sales earlier and it's really following the big brands. I mean, you mentioned Amazon, they had their July event, but then they had an October event. Then you start seeing Best Buy coming out with these sales. And a lot of that from what I've seen and what I've been researching is really trying to accommodate that fear of missing out or fear of prices going up. And so people are shopping a little bit earlier. But in general, the thing about those sales and the online shopping is that from an e-commerce perspective, we know people get excited about that too. Online shopping, it's going to bring excitement. You're going to have the dopamine hits as you're filling up your shopping cart, you're seeing deals go out. And the thing about that too with the early deals is that 
from a consumer perspective, if they see a deal on something, I don't know if that's going to actually still be available come Black Friday. It could be out of that product or just that sale goes away. But there's one thing I want to mention about Black Friday because there's other psychology that goes into that. So with Black Friday, even though we can shop online and we know that so many of these deals are available, they're available way in advance, you're still going to see crowds. Crowds still show up. And that actually goes back to even what we're talking about with tradition, because there are people that, what you said, they have their family, they have their Thanksgiving meal, and then they've always gone shopping together. That's their tradition. But the other two things that happen and what really draws people out still, even though you can buy things, you know, going into the store is the excitement. It's kind of like the Super Bowl of shopping. Like, do you want to sit on the sidelines or do you want to be in the game? And so some people still thrive on that of being part of that excitement. And then the last thing is competition because you are 100% competing with other shoppers when you're there in person. So you're still going to see some people there, even though we know these shopping events are going on longer and longer. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. I think about my buying behavior and how it's changed. And I don't know, I guess I had a couple of kids and now I shop less for myself because I feel like I a, either need to buy more clothes for my kids, my clothes are fine, or you know what, college might be expensive if the boys decide to go. God knows whether it's going to exist or not when they actually make that decision. But maybe it's just me. The change in the routine of the holiday traditions has made me personally less apt to shop. It's not an event-based thing. It's kind of like, it's there. I know I could buy something. I might buy one or two. It used to be this mad rush to go fill up my cart, buy as much as I could in one possible time, because this is the time I'm going to buy basically my clothes for the year. Am I alone in feeling that? Is it just a forcing function of having children where I have to be a little bit more adult and stop throwing away money? Help me break down my personal psychology. (laughs) But not everyone's going to feel the same way as you. 
And I'll tell you personally, I used to go Black Friday shopping with my sister too. So we'd go out still dark outside on Friday and get in the lines and do all that stuff. And it was really fun. And yeah, it did dwindle a little bit. I feel like, and I don't know if this speaks to you, but then now it's yes, kids and the busyness of that. And just the idea of like, do I really want to go out there with those crowds? And I feel like also because we're marketers, we know that we know a little bit more probably than the average consumer. So we're like, well, we know we're going to be able to get that later, not as concerned about it. So I do think that's part of it. But you're still, I know you're talking about, but there's still going to be people who aren't feeling what you're feeling and they want that rush of excitement. That's an adrenaline rush as they're going to the store and they're fighting over a crock pot or a flat screen TV or you name it. <laughs> What's going to be out there? My rush of excitement is the kids not waking up before 630 in the morning, but <laughs> not to make this podcast about me. Okay. The holidays provide you with stability because you have your traditions. You know what to expect. People thrive on that. Is this just a this time of the year where it is impacting marketers or can we take advantage of more holiday seasons throughout the year to be able to build marketing programs around them? I actually would take away two lessons, especially since we just talked about Black Friday. So holidays, there's stability. But then also I want to take away a few more things that you could think about in terms of that particular time of the year and you can apply them year round. So excitement, because I mentioned excitement occurs. And so we have stability, but we have excitement over holiday shopping. And then we also have really that, and this is going to sound a little bit out there, but just bear with me when people get really excited about this too, and they're shopping, you have your hunters and your gatherers when there's those really are our shoppers too. And we see a lot of that during the shopping time of year. So let me define that. And then I'll give you some examples like Okay, we know the classic hunters and gatherers, you know, hunters from the classic sense. I mean, they're the ones out there getting the protein. We'll just say protein just for our vegans out there. Killing the lion, dragging it back to camp. <laughs> I was going to be a little bit more low-key about it. But yes, there you go. And then you have the gathers, you know, gathering everything else. And it's more of a social experience. So keeping those things in mind from a marketing perspective, how do we create stability? Those could still be certain sales and promotions that we do on a regular basis throughout the year. Our customers come to know that. They come to expect that. It's what they know is coming. So keeping up with that, doing events, which I just talked about. I gave example of Nordstrom. That's not going to work for everybody, but some people it can. And even if you're not a physical location doing virtual events, we're all used to that now, doing something that's special, but starting to do it every single year. So people become to expect it. It's a tradition. It's stability. But then you have excitement. And that's like, that's why I want to bring it up because that's Black Friday. How do you build excitement throughout the year? Well, doing any kind of challenges or contests or things that could really engage people. I just even think about my local gym. And so they'll have challenges. If you go to a certain amount of classes, you'll get it's not even that big. Like I think you get like a star by your name, but it doesn't matter how old you are. You want that gold star because that's amazing. But you think about Starbucks and even their app. I mean, that's very much a challenge. You're trying to earn a certain amount of stars. That popped in my head because I said gold stars and I thought of Starbucks. <laughs> so there's things like that, that you can have some excitement, get people excited and come up with something that's creative. And I'm a firm believer that this is something you can do no matter your industry. It's just got to be creative and brainstorm. All right. So tell me about the hunters and gatherers. Okay. Since I know that one's a little out there. That is definitely going to be more in the B2C space. I'm just going to say that as I'm giving you these examples. And so when we're looking at our hunters and gathers, our hunters want to 
get through the process quickly. It's all about the end result. That's what they are after. And we know this from psychological research. Your Amazon shoppers. <laughs> They're just ready. No, seriously, they are. I mean, those are, your, hey, I just need to get this done. From a marketing perspective with those people, make it easy for them to find what they need. Have guides that are available. Oh, you're getting into this particular activity or you're looking for this type of product but don't know what to buy. Here's a guide that compares different types. So anything that's a comparison, a guide, a just simple process to check out and get what they need. I mean, that's going to be big to your hunters. Now your gatherers, they're more about the experiences. So within that store, is it set out in a way or even a restaurant where the atmosphere is inviting and that the people working there are friendly, that it's conducive to being able to browse and take your time. But even from an e-commerce standpoint, you can still do that, which is the layout of your site. Can you encourage browsing, encourage them to keep clicking through? And so it is still based on psychology, but hunters and gathers, I mean, that's still ingrained in a lot of us. There's a couple takeaways here. First off, when it comes to holidays or traditions in general, there is the idea of expectations. You can build in these franchises into your marketing program. So when someone shows up at a specific date and time, they know what to expect. I know my Black Friday sale is going to be a 30 to 50% discount. I'm ready to roll when I get that email, whether it is before or after Thanksgiving. But then there's also understanding who your customers are. Are they hunters? Are they gatherers? Are they on the website to browse and they're looking for an experience? Are they in your store because they're looking to waste some time? Understanding the profile and the shopping behaviors, the psychology behind your customers is something that can help you figure out what those traditions should be. All right, Mindy, last question for you. Tell us a little bit about Market Mindshift. I know you've got the book, Power of Scarcity, where you talk all about how you can incorporate scarcity in your marketing program. But what do you do at Market Mindshift and what should our listeners know about you? Market Mindshift, it's a digital marketing company that I started years ago. And my focus is on organic search. So a lot of understanding the people you're trying to attract to your website. So a lot of audience research, those kind of things, creating that content that's really going to resonate and cause people to convert. So that's really what we do with Market Mindshift. And then I also, I teach, I'm a marketing teacher. So I'm an instructor of full-time at Grand Canyon University. So I teach others how to do it. And then I also do it myself. A practitioner, an author, a teacher, a powerful woman in business, a lady of many skills. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. Thanks for being my guest. Thank you. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Dr. Mindy Weinstein, the founder and CEO of Market Mindshift. If you'd like to get in touch with Mindy, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Mindy Weinstein, M-I-N-D-Y-W-E-I-N-S-T-E-I-N. Or you can visit her company's website, which is marketmindshift.com. Also, if you're interested in reading The Power of Scarcity, Mindy's book, you can go to powerofscarcity.com to pick up your copy. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. 
And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.